and welcome to another episode of Silver and Steel. I am here with your Tuesday night crew to bring you some much needed D&D joy on this evening and future Tuesday evenings. For all time. <laughs> it's true. We will bring you joy for all time. Except for two weeks at the end of this month so where we good. will be on vacation. The rest like of I your Tuesdays like... are ours. Yeah. <laughs> Except like... for those days. With an asterisk. Except for, except, for certain, except for certain alternating Thursdays. And two, except for Tuesdays. two weeks what during day? December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, you can watch the VODs, though, and there'll still be joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was just a great audition for why I would be great at announcing that the Imperials now control a planet or colony. Like, I think I, <laughs> this is my, this is my pers- professional, personal bid to be in the Star Wars universe as an Imperial officer. I'm, I'm just so saying, if there's any you Star Wars rock- scouts in the chat, Right. You'd you'd rock that like grayish navy bluish uniform thing. With the like, high collar and the hat. Yeah. I just love the fact, Jasmine. I think you're the only other person I know that actively aspires to be an imperial officer. Oh yeah, <laughs> like me. Much, yeah, it, right. yeah. That's yeah. a that's life goals. Yeah, life yeah. goals to be yeah. like you know, um, the Death Star laser. Like you I, know, like. Just saying, I I would be a highly effective mom. That's all I'm saying. Find Sorry. the Jedi. Just, I'm just, again, I'm just saying. Right? So. <laughs> Bring him to us. <laughs> yeah. She is part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. And here we are all working on really nice Mandalorian armor for you, Jasmine. I mean, what the hell? Hey, no already. Okay. Now, hey, if Moff Gideon can have the Darksaber, Moff Jasmine can have a suit right? of Beskar. Oh, oh they're going to get that Darksaber. <laughs> it's the same way the Jedi wore the, clo- wore the clone, the clone yeah. armor plating, you know, with no helmets. Like, you could rock that, that fan. Art. I know, she I know we're here doing a, a different agent. game in a different word, in a different <gasps> world. Fan art of Jasmine in Imperial Navy uniform with Beskar plating. That is it. I'm done talking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, B. Dave. You and I are always like in each other's brains, I feel like. We have the singular artistic vision. This is why Motherlands works. <laughs> and is awesome. Sorry. But on, on with the thing they paid us to do tonight. Yes, yes. I apologize. <laughs> Let's play a Western Star Wars game, everyone. Yay! I'll get my D6s. Yeah. Right. Oh, I have the app on my phone. I'm just playing yeah. armorers now, and the armor just happens to look like very specific, not, you know, not Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I did, I did he's just, gone. He's I, gone. Well, I, we lost B Dave. That's no, it. in the in the process of joking about getting my D6s, I realized I didn't have these. Uh, but I did just play a side night soul knife. Multi-class, I channeled my inner Kelly. Ooh. It works really well. It very works nice. <laughs> very really nice. well. Were you Tasha's very good at every, destroying everything? everything. Mm-hmm. Available now on D and D Beyond. You know what? I you know to 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 bring it to bring it back. One of the big things that is prevalent in in where we are now, Port Argent, that that just completely blew my mind with Mandalorian. Since we were on the subject, is that is how I envision Port Argent. So if you're ever like. Oh, what, what, like, you know how it's like gray and salty and just like, you know, that is how I envision it a hundred percent. So that episode was like really cool. Cause I was like, was I ahead of the curve? Cause that's how, that's how I've always seen the city. So if you're ever like, Oh, what would part of Port Argent look like if Bronze got an unlimited budget to make like, you know, this great silver and steel movie that it would be gray and salty, except instead of Mon Calamari dwarves. I'm here for it. That that is awesome. That actually really helps with my, yeah. my brain painting. And yeah, I mean, they could be mind flare dwarves, and they it's could be not like, sunny. <laughs> there still could be frog people too. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it's this works. Mm-hmm. This works. Lot, lot yeah, 
Yeah, oh. it's very cold and gray and and salty. Yeah, that's what it's that's what like I a, imagine a, it's smelling a, like. A, also, mm, Tanya's in chat. Thanks, Tanya. We're all consummate <laughs> professionals here. Yeah. At least at least I fit in a DD Beyond plug for Tasha's cauldron of everything. I tried. Listen, I tried. If, if this isn't proof that we are a real DD <laughs> game, because what do you all do at the beginning of your real DD games? You do like chat for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Like this. Hey, is, look, this is I've even do. got French fries and Mountain Dew, okay? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm literally. Yeah. We're you just hold missing them Doritos. Like you're dipping them into the Mountain Dew. <laughs> says he's not. What he does with his snacks is none of your business. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? I'm playing my Jen Kretschmer card. Yeah, you know, stop it. Jen yeah. said I could. Yeah, I'm not going to judge because my cat got me to dip my French fries in my Wendy's Frosty. And at first, I was like, y'all nasty. And then I tried it and I was like, Okay. That's pretty good. It does work. It does work. It does also, work. I, I, I do not I do not dip fries in Mountain Dew, but I might out of spite now because I was told I couldn't, you know. <laughs> Just to be disagreeable. <laughs> Speaking of the opposite of disagreeable, let's introduce our, our our cast. Lauren, take it away. Your big smile, I feel like, is the least disagreeable thing in the world. I love all True. of you, but you know. True. That glowing smile. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm Lauren Urban. I'm here to play Orkira Uldrex, your dragonborn cleric who is uh, who has just been told by one god to go rescue another and is going to bring her third. So here we go. Bring her third. The, the, the phoenix. I mean, phoenix comes everywhere. Oh, yes. Yeah. Standing huh. right here. Wow. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not talking about you. Wow. <laughs> no, actually, things were like markedly better because you weren't there last time, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. It hurts. <laughs> one thing at a time. So much. Yep. <laughs> Hope. Hi, I'm Hope Lavelle. I'm playing Penelope Half Pint, your friendly halfling druid, Circle of the Moon. I love it. Circle my favorite. of the Moon. <laughs> Megan. Hello, everybody. I'm Megan Kendrick. I'll be playing Sophias, who is a um, artillerist artificer. Um, I have butter cannons. <laughs> Jen. Hey, I'm Jen Kretschmer. I am playing Alindra, your friendly neighborhood uh, elf, wizard, cleric, diviner, diviner knowledge cleric. But not a warlock. Not a warlock this Not a week. Warlock. Yeah, I was listening this week. I was like, hmm, how does this happen? I have to consciously, like, hashtag not a warlock. Uh <laughs> Todd? I am a warlock. <laughs> I play Averin. He does terrible things in the name of good. And also hot dogs. And last but not least, B-Dave. Did you get Megan? Yeah. Yeah. She has oh. butter cannons. Oh, I, have butter I heard cannons. the butter cannons. That's true. I heard the butter cannons. You know what's funny? Um, the reason why I zoned out is I literally was going through my mind of what uh, what not to say. I'm like, don't say this thing. Don't say this thing. Don't say this thing. But I remembered not to say the thing. B. Day yeah. Walters. Hi. Uh, I say words about things uh, at B. Day Walters. Uh, I am the stunt Todd. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. That's mm -hmm. me. It's what I do. That's accurate. Uh, <laughs> people can never tell us apart. It's weird. It's like, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's like the parent trap when you see us together. <laughs> Whenever yeah. there's like a fight scene, they just like they move one of us out and then puts the sure. other one in, and Movie no one ever knows. It's yeah. kind Todd, of I, I want to know what bad things you've done for hot dogs. Because <laughs> you did mention that. All of it. <laughs> that's, listen, that's that's a whole other show. We need yep. a whole other two hours for that. So yeah, uh, come back fair. for the silver and steel special. What Avon does for hot dogs in Port Argent. Hashtag Hot dog Talks. I will Hot, just yes. say this. I will just say this. While I did a good job of not saying the thing I wasn't supposed to say, at the end, we're going to be announcing some fun stuff. So I know you're going to hang out because you're going to enjoy this thrilling adventure we're about to go on. But uh, stick around to the end because we're going to talk about some fun things. And d, &D. I now, and I d, &D. now have a, a Todd cover of uh, what I did for love stuck in my head with what I did for hot dogs. Mm -hmm. yep. 
Mm-hmm. See, I oh went to God. meet that was That was an earworm yeah. I, di- I didn't think I was going to have when mm-hmm. I woke up this morning. And yet here you are. Welcome and yet here I am because because it's Tuesday <laughs> and it's silver and steel. Yep. And this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And also you uh, are a mighty uh, Imperial officer. Oh, yes. Hi. Hello. I'm Jasmine, that bronze girl, Bular. And uh, I am your DM for this uh, wild and crazy ride and the Imperial officer that plagues this wonderful group of Jedis, maybe with an embedded uh, double agent. Maybe I have B-Dave undercover in this party. I'm just saying, when they met me, I was a mind flayer. So if I've fooled them, it's really they have no one but themselves to blame. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited uh, to get into some gameplay today. But I think first we actually have some fan art. We do. We have a bunch of fan art. Because it's getting to that time of year. So first, uh, Orkira has a headshot. This is from Bakus, who mixture of glee and terror, which is actually pretty accurate for Orkira on a regular basis, is some kind of mixture of happiness and and being really upset with everything. So thank you, Bakus. You're amazing. How many oranges do you think you could fit in that mall? Uh, <laughs> depends. Has someone cast enlarge on me and <laughs> and uh, what my constitution is for that day? Also, Sawyer's is back rounding out the the cast that they've been making in, uh, I've just forgotten the name of the, the thing that they use, but this is Sir Biswalot and we had questions last week, two should, weeks ago. Should about- be destroyed. How about, dare you? Well, don't you not dare. about whether you've already be... tried to destroy him and it didn't work. So you Listen, can try. That's a, that's a different question to be answered in in game. I'm talking about the question of how do you spell Sir Biswalot? I don't know, Megan, if you wanted to go into it, but I but I actually pulled up the the specifics. If you did, you pull up we... did you pull up all of the names that everybody gave him because I lost that. So Sir Barney Slimy Wriggles a lot. Ted is the full name of Sir Biswalot. So I had to move a few letters around. Yeah. Oles has as many names as Jen. Jen's Alindra. (laughs) (laughs) They're the worst parents. Look, Alindra, they named the undead lich noodle more elaborately than they named you. We didn't name him. You did. Yeah. Yeah, that's That's on you. That's true. So that's we all came you. up with names and, and they Be all got destroyed. So speaking of kit bashing names, this is from Only Play Wizards on Twitter, who created an Alindra mini. That, look, 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 Jen has. Oh, uh, so, wow. all right. uh, so we're showing off the pictures right now. And then when we come back to everybody, Jen will show off the real mini. So that's awesome. I love the the I, I love kit bashed minis mostly because I can't do that. And it's amazing. Oh, there we go. There she is. That's so cool. She's so beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, uh, John Kitbash Reason. So Reason is a is actually a spell book, and it's just it's beautiful. She's gorgeous. I love her so much. Yep. And one day we'll we will play again in person. And you will be able to use that mini, and I'm excited. And then finally, I think we have our weekly joy from TTRPG Gifts, who it is just the joy of Daisy talking to her patron. Yes. Uh, with captions that you'll have to go listen to. Uh, now, my favorite part of this whole thing is us giggling or trying not to giggle in the background <laughs> as Daisy talks to her patron, uh, but you'll definitely have to go check out TTRPG Gifts, who, as always, is awesome. So thank you, everybody, for all of the wonderful fan art and uh, gifts and just everything. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
And as a thank you, every single time myself or one of the cast rolls a nat 20 on this show, you have a chance of winning a legendary bundle courtesy of D&D Beyond. So you have plenty of incentives to stay tuned also to hear B. Dave's awesome news at the end. Uh, and with that, hit the trailer, Will. about anything it's <laughs> and the steel helmet boom yeah we're done all right before we get into our gameplay i think we need to recap what happened on the episode last week for two of our players as well as for the audience you know what i think orkira should do it orkira take it away hi sorry i was very distracted i was thinking about <laughs> a friend of mine in a really cool helmet so at this moment, from the last time that we saw our heroes, I believe we're all flying back from a certain place. And uh, Alindra, you are flying with Orkira, and you are probably used to the fact that Orkira just prays out loud to her god. So as we're flying, <laughs> Orkira starts to say, uh, excuse me for a moment, uh, hi. No, I shouldn't close my eyes, we're flying. Uh, sorry, I haven't kept you up to date. It's been uh, super busy, three days, four days, two days, I don't remember. Uh, so we came here to help save Averin's hometown because there's a lot going on. There's this legendary sea serpent named Kratzala who's going to destroy the city. There's some evil force trying to help it. I think, we think, I don't know. There's like monster bones everywhere. Uh, and then Averin stopped being Daisy's patron and she found some other God and we were really worried about that. And I have to keep telling people I'm not a dragon and I'm failing miserably at all of this. And there's like other stuff, but those are the big issues. So we were helping Daisy defend the beach from uh, like all these baby turtles that were on the beach because there were all these uh, seagulls and it was really epic and kind of fun. And so she was all happy and, and was convinced to let us talk to her God. I hope you don't mind, I talked to another god again. So we met this other god and she seems really nice and we got her name, but I'm not gonna say her name because apparently it's something that you do if you wanna actually summon her is you know her name and then you say it and I'm kind of flying right now. And also I think it would be really rude to summon her. But uh, her name means bravery and Daisy calls her the Lady of Light. And she told us that this whole island is surrounded by uh, a lot of, world ending worms, like more than just the one, but like a lot. And there's this magic barrier that usually keeps them all out, but then there's a hole in the magic barrier that's letting one in. And we gotta go fix that because then they'll just keep coming. Also, she thinks we're being punished by being here. And so I kind of wanted to talk to you about that later. Uh, anyway, also there's this turtle god who's Averin's new friend and the, she said that the turtle god was in trouble because she can't breathe and so we gotta go pick up Averin and Sophia's and go save her like now, 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 now. So uh, I just, I wanted to like give you the, the heads up about what everything is going on. And then also I just kind of wanted to ask cause I never actually asked, do you have another name besides just 
the Phoenix that I should know about because I really should know about that. And I feel kind of bad, but apparently I'm really bad with names. And Orkira will just continue to fly with Alindra, <laughs> <like> hoping <laughs> that the Phoenix will answer. You should mention to the Phoenix that we might be in uh, Purgatory or maybe one of the rings of Avernus, because uh, she definitely said, like, this is like a cursed place that we're stuck in. Yeah, yeah, no, I said it was a punishment. I just, I don't know, like, the, that feels weird, and I would think that, I would think the Phoenix would say something if I was being, like, outright punished, or you y'all shouldn't be punished for something that I was doing. But no, no, I said that. But this doesn't feel like Avernus. I mean, we've been there, and... I just don't see any way that Penelope would end up in a bad place. Exactly. So this can't be a bad place because we're with Penelope. So anyway, thanks. Thanks for listening, Alindra. I appreciate it. Okay. I mean, okay, there was like a whole evil Penelope that was from Avernus. No, I I mean I no, I yeah, but that's not this one. Difficult situations where evil with Penelope and it can be bad. Wait a second. Wait. <laughs> Let me try. I can do wait, it. Wait, have you been never in for this entire time? Have you been the bad? Wait, did you bring us back to Avernus? Maybe. <laughs> this can't be Avernus. There were cookies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, there were no cookies in Avernus. No, no cookies. Anyway, we, uh, we should go get Avern and Sophia's. Uh, do you think they're still in the place? They're still doing the council thing. Do well, we could just pull them out of the council thing and say that there's a turtle god in trouble. I think we should probably decide amongst ourselves. Like, what if they decided, like, Avrin is to be, I don't know, put in the stockades, whipped, beaten. Um, we're all on the same page. We're super going to let that happen, right? <laughs> Wait, what? Like, if, they, <laughs> like if they're going to punish him for, like, all the stuff he super did. I watched him do it all. We're going to, like let him get punished, right? Like we won't like, when they're like off of this head, like, okay, we gotta like do something. But if like, otherwise, if they just were like, you know, that people throw like vegetables I, I and mean, stuff at him or something. Why, 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 I, I, why? Never mind. okay, we'll pull him out of the meeting. Certainly if you, you should be held accountable for, for your actions. I, so if, if Avery is, is going to be, if someone's holding him, Responsible for his actions, I have no problem with that. Avery's gonna get punished? No, we gotta help him. I got the sense from the Lady of Light that she thought that we were all being punished for something that wasn't fair, and that's why she was helping us, and so it wasn't just him, it was like all of us. Uh, Which I still think is weird, because once again, you don't punish someone and give them cookies. Remember, Avery is from here and brought all of us here, like maybe we're not being punished at all. Maybe it was so him this entire time. Do you think he's an executor of justice? Uh, the opposite. Do you think that he's being punished by having a hangout with us? The oh. opposite. Oh. Really, I think it's Sophia's is the one that's really suffering. I don't know, we'll ask them when we get there, it's fine. I mean, this is better off than her being a tree, I guess. She's more mobile at least. It'll be easier to go down and, and save the turtle. <laughs> Presumably, yeah. I don't know how we're getting. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think last time Penelope had turned into a giant bird, I think a giant eagle, and was carrying uh, Freely, and and um, Orkira was carrying Alindra, and so uh, as you're landing uh, near the town hall, the town hall is just letting out. Sophia, Avrin, you've just been in a very long, grueling meeting uh, discussing uh, how the last project for the boat went. Um, they were successfully able to coat most of it in um, flail snail secretions. Um, so it actually has a pretty good anti-magic shield now. 
Uh, so that's a fun little fact. It was a, it, it went well. I rolled for the NPCs off camera because you tasked some, a different group of people for doing it. Um, and so, yeah, some town folks successfully returned and uh, oversaw like coating it with these like flail snail sort of secretions to give it like a nice, a harder hull. And uh, so when you come upon Sophia's and Averin, they're being uh, sort of like talked at, I don't want to say talked to, by uh, a, a tiefling. She has uh, lavender skin. Her horns are like bull horns. Um, they come out on the side. She's wearing an apron and um, feverishly taking notes. And um, she, she, I guess like Sophia and Avon, you would know her as uh, Leilana, the boat architect. And she's okay. kind of like, well, I'm doing my best with what I have. It's very difficult. Well, yes. is, is, I'm uh, trying. Is there anything that we can do to help speed up the process of coating this boat in uh, flail snow? I have two excrement? hands. Two hands I have. Well, how many orphans do we have, like on hand? Like you know, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I did meet one kid that was really, really, really terrible to Daisy. So uh, uh, maybe he could use. You want to make no. the boat out of orphans? Oh, I didn't think about that. I mean, no. But and this is it's like <laughs> mid conversation that the rest of you kind of land. I placed uh, Alindra next to Avrin because she's got the map where the turtle is. Mm-hmm. And out of breath because I've been praying to the Phoenix out loud this entire time, she will say, We gotta go save your turtle god. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. I, I think the boat's going really, really well. I love, uh, I love the, the What do you spackle. mean you think it's going well? Uh, you know. I, I when mean, we were in there. Right. Well, I mean, you, you had know. so much to say. Yeah, that's true. I do this have a lot to say. Dumb that's, idea. That's true. This is stupid sale. Well, let's disagree. I'm working that, with what I have. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it's, I think it's great. Well, I you, think crit- it's great. you criticize a lot. So maybe. You've got some idea, yeah? And she like kind of looks at the rest of you now too. I gently elbow Alindra. She has a, a very like I'm sorry, sullen you're, you're look trying on her face. to you're trying to as, assemble the boat as quickly as possible to try and place it. Mm. Yeah, I see the plans. Mm. And she like uh, kind of lays them out to you. I take a look. Is is there anything I can do that that I can see uh, as a way to accelerate what they're doing? Yeah, give me an investigation check. This is Falva's breath they're trying to plate? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. So theoretically, this is the woman that built the, uh, or at least designed the objectively crappy boat. I don't think it's fair to say it was crappy. It's a great boat, but not a good war boat. It's a, it's a display boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a 23 on that roll. Yeah, Leilana only, only usually designs fishing boats. It's a parade um, float boat, literally a float yeah. float. So with a 23, um, you get a very uh, interesting idea, which is that the thing that's causing them the most trouble is the viscosity of this like sort of substance. So you suggest to Leilana maybe mixing it with the solvent and brushing mm. it on. A really strong solvent would help it go on easier, you know, thin uh, it so that way when it dries. And maybe there's a, a high-profile call that they could mix it with and that would thin it uh, long enough for them to apply it and then it would dry quickly. Well, also your mother knows a lot about slime and stuff like that. Well, then she should have raised this idea. Well, she's going to be busy saving your turtle god. We got to go save the turtle god. Now, I, I, do you have the map? 
weren't the chills. Were I do. In any case, I think that might be a way to get this moving faster. And Avrin, we need you right now, please. And Sophia's. Right, so well, we're finding I appreciate, uh, I appreciate feedback, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Wonderful work. Th- thank you. You know, Absolutely. good feedback. I like. Turtle God. Turtle God, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, awkward, let's go. Yeah. Much farewell. Yeah, much kind of like. Hi. Waves. We, no, Aaron, we gotta go save your god. Yeah, another god told not us. Not really to my go. god. Well, I mean, she's Turtle been talking to you. To yeah, it's. I mean, okay, we've agreed to see other gods, but no, this one like <laughs> asked you in particular for help, and then another god told us she's still in trouble. So yeah. maybe, yeah. hey, wait, hang on. We tried the prayer thing, didn't quite work, but maybe there's another way you can try and like reach out and see if you can can. Maybe you can like find out something that will help us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me try that. Um, I'm just gonna sit down here for a minute. <laughs> I'm just gonna like stare up in the sky. Wait, no, he wouldn't be up there. Uh, stare at the ocean, and I think we're all hard about turtle stuff. I'm like, I just try to get like the overall sense of like the mm-hmm. the vibration that yeah for the statue. Give me, give me a nature check, actually. <laughs> oh no, we're thinking hard about turtle stuff. It's true. It's true. I, I put my hand it, on his shoulder and I'm like, Avrin, you got this. You got this. Bardic inspiration. <laughs> so oh, I had a D6. <laughs> Sorry for my slowness. It's my nature is a bit rusty. Uh, and then I get a D6. And so far it's a 16. I'm going to the D6. Apologize. It is a total of, it's a, it's a dirty 20 altogether. A dirty 20. Okay. So as you're like, uh, so uh, let me let me just so i know what you're doing are you trying to commune with yeah uh, kind of mm-hmm. yeah yeah but like not in a worshipy kind of way <laughs> yeah yeah so as you're like sitting there staring at the ocean like trying really hard to think about turtley stuff you do get like a like a sort of a brief like vision like you're looking through the eyes of a turtle of a flock of them baby turtles that are confused and disoriented because they were recently chucked into the ocean with great force. (laughs) And uh, you see that there is like amongst like this like sort of flock, I don't know, that's riding through the undercurrents. You get a sense of like dread, urgency, fear, uncertainty, and um, a general impending sort of like uh, anxiety. Is there anything under the ocean that indicates like 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 there's a cliff under the water that's slowly going up to indicate where land might be? Like where I could kind mm-hmm. of be like, you know what? This might be near this hill or this this mountain or this cliffside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you trying to like uh, figure out where the spot is relative to like where Freely pointed out to you on the map or? Uh, yeah, I absolutely would. If, if like just examining the coast, the coast of it, and if I can kind of put it together, because I've probably been under the ocean a few times. Well, I yeah. mean, not like a lot, but yeah. Give me a survival roll with advantage since you rolled so well on your nature check. Oh, weird. I actually have this. Uh, it is a total of 18. Mm-hmm. So with an 18, as you're sitting here staring at this map, you realize that the spot that is blue used to be an island. You remember it. It's like, you know, this is your hometown. It's something that's like really far in the back of your brain. But you remember that there used to be a large piece of land there. 
an island that was marked on almost every map. And on this map, it's blue. And you think you remember a part of sort of like a, like a small peninsula, not far from where you are, probably half a day's journey that reaches out pretty close to where this island was. And now he will spend a moment and be in really hardcore <laughs> communion with the turtle with a very intense look on his face. Nice safe. And I mean, usually, you know, uh, he- Really? He... This map you got here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was frightening. <laughs> it's our best squad, smite. <laughs> Don't take your eyes off me again. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so do I, do I get, can I, can I control this turtle anyway? Can I look behind me while this is all happening to me? Or am I just on, along for the ride? You're kind of on rails because you're riding a, like a slipstream or an underwater current. Uh, my level of panic, is it like several feet away from me? Or is it like something that's like a mile away from me? It's more of like, uh, it's not panic about any one thing in particular. It's not like directional. It's more so just okay. having come out of a traumatizing situation into right. an ocean that doesn't feel safe to you. You're eager to make a home, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. All right. I try to pop out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you shake yourself free. It's almost like, and, and to everyone else, this happens very quickly. It's like half a second. But to Averin, it feels like you were hanging out with these baby turtles for maybe, you know, a little bit longer than that. Hey, so um, I talked to the turtles. And I think I know where they are, actually. They're going to an, uh, an island that is no longer there, which means the island may literally not be there anymore. Uh, Freely, do you have your map again? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's everybody's map. And you just sort of like so smooth it out there. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the whole town's map. Everyone gets the own the map. Uh, the map right here, right here, there used to be an island when I was growing up. It's not here now. And this is where the turtles are heading. So it's kind of funny. Uh, typically, it, I don't know your backgrounds but when an island just disappears something bad usually happened or it was like a dragon turtle or something but like there was an island there you know would it be underwater now it might be underwater but i mean a lot of things can make land disappear so um i'm curious that the turtles are heading there though well the lady of light said the reason was because the the turtle god can't breathe who <laughs> oh we met daisy's god yeah Mm -hmm. oh. Very nice. Okay. Well, that's me. I may lead with that next time. Um, okay. Well, was she nice? Yeah, really nice. We got her name. She seemed to, you know, know a lot about the island. Uh, we, we can tell you went along the way, but mm. I thought the imminent thing was turtle god can't breathe, needs help. No, no I'm with you on this. We can right, talk. Right. We can, we can, we can walk and talk or yeah, boat let's and do talk. The walk and talk. Or, uh, yeah. great job on the boat. We're really su it's super impressive. Uh, just keep on spackling all that snail slime and, and it's gonna, it's really gonna come together. It's really gonna bring the whole boat together. So, uh, really appreciate that. We're gonna, I gotta see a man about a turtle. So. Are we Leilana, going to like crosses her arms and like taps her foot? You hear her grumbling about someone shoddily putting her sail back together. <laughs> she, like... Someone put her sail back together wrong. <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was impeccable work from what I excellent craftsmanship. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, we should go. <laughs> Ooh, that looks like some shoddy mending spells. Who did that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was in a hurry. Okay, <laughs> really good job. Also, you see her kind of like whirl. You did. I'm going, bye, we're saving the <laughs> turtle god. And I'm like yep. trying to usher everybody yep. in the direction of where- Thank you, Leilana, you're very resourceful. 
The- mm. You guess what sound she makes as she like <laughs> looks at the sail that's like laid down in front of her. Mm. That boat was a death trap. <laughs> Just leave. Yeah. Well, now it's going to be a death trap speckled in snail slime and it's going to mm-hmm. be very pretty. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, but now it's we... immune to magic. So, it, you know, it may not be immune to the ocean, but, you know, <laughs> fireballs can't do nothing. Does that mean when it's damaged, uh, we can't mend it? Clarify, I didn't say it's immune to magic. I said it has good anti-magic defense. And maybe oh, I'm saying it's immune. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to make I'm sure like, I didn't I'm, give you bad information. No, like, no, no, we, no. Kill, we killed <laughs> like six of those things. Right. They were not immune. Just immune. DM hands out magic immunity boats. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But they all we look just like now swans. have anti-magic zones everywhere we want to go. Yeah, true. We just make armor out of it. You know, if we just walked around with all these anti-magic zones, there would just be like a sharp uptick in just ogres with uprooted trees smashing us in the face everywhere we went. We're like, ah, they're not using spells. So strange. There was another spell plague. Hmm. Bizarre. I'm like, are we trying to take Salome's capsule walker sphere thing there? I mean, she's still working on it. Are we taking one of the fishing boats? We can't so take all the breath. Is it possible to send one of the familiars to go see if there's something under the water or not? Uh, to figure out if we should be going under the water or not? I mean, how's the Bisselot doing? <laughs> is, is he functional? Can he swim still? Sophius is just carrying around a small cauldron that has one tentacle in it that is growing very slowly yeah that, okay well we're gonna uh, set that one and forget it <laughs> he, he will be with us uh in a few hours i would just and- like to say i got a huge giggle out of you saying a flock of turtles <laughs> and then i checked and i didn't know what a group of turtles it's apparently a bale a bale of turtles oh a bale of turtles that's I go. said flock. If <laughs> <laughs> you saw I, me crack it up, I literally was like a flock of turtles. I do like a flock of turtles. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like in, in this world, it's a flock of turtles. That doesn't you sound can, right. That sounds like a bale of turtles. Or, or, <laughs> <laughs> I have a bale of seagulls. There you go. <laughs> okay. And so well, there's I'm something glad. there about bailing us out. It's true. Yeah. There it is. Uh, yeah. We're on the way. Griff swim? Can Grant swim? Uh, I, let's see if Grant can swim. Grant is fairly resourceful. And if not, I can have Griff take a form where, where they can swim. Roughly how far is this off the coast? Like a a missing island. It must be some ways. Otherwise people would be like, there was an island and now there isn't. So like roughly, I guess roughly how far to the island, roughly how far to Hank. Mm -hmm. So from the map, like I said, it's about half a day's journey along the coastline sort of uh, the opposite of the direction that you go when you go to Millie's. Usually you go north. This time you'd be going south. East is where uh, the, the black the black rock sort of like a city is that you went to. East is also the direction of the swamp. Or not the swamp, uh, the uh, bog, Salt. the dried up lake. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and northeast is the direction of the, the swamp we talked about, just to give you all a sort of idea. Uh, if you go south, there is a peninsula and that is what Avon remembers uh, as being the closest to where this uh, island would have been. Uh, well, we don't have half a day right now because it's had, that's a full day to get there and back. And we're supposed to meet Hank tonight. So I guess we go see Hank and then set out there. Oh, she can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, some, something's done. Send a message, message but, to Hank. And... But Kretzala will kill us all. She'll wipe out the, the town. 
But the uh, don't you lady... think having the aid of a couple of gods might be valuable in in a situation where we have Kretzalo coming at us? Also, didn't the the Lady of Light say that um, the Turtle God was how we were going to find out all the information about Kretzala? Like she knew way more about all of that, including yes. the hole in the magic wall and all the other worms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Avrin, do you know that your entire world is surrounded by worms? Oh, you did? Maybe lead with that next time. I think this was salient information to share? Sorry, I'm, wait, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting ascending, I think. <laughs> okay, no, quite. after those 25 words, you can answer the question. Well, by worms, what do we mean exactly? Because uh, I feel like everyone's surrounded by worms. Uh, the serpent type, the creatures that Kratzala is, there's the, the, is it that they're all around and they're kept out by a magic barrier which apparently has a hole in it which is what's allowing these creatures to come through damn did i know um this is something that okay so in this <laughs> a long and varied existence it might have been something that you knew at one point but now that you're thinking about it it's not something that's often discussed like in your in your town, it's just one of those things where it's like people don't really talk about it, or or you know you you think they would talk about it more if you were surrounded by giant sea serpents. Also, I I probably was like tending towards caution and not panicking everyone about the fact they're surrounded by worms, right? <laughs> All these yeah. years, so it's just like yeah, yeah. well, I, I bring it up. So okay. I mean, we're surrounded by a void of space. We just don't talk about it that often because it just is a constant. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean? the best way to put this is that for Averin, this was probably like a creation myth. Okay, yeah. That, that, and that's that, kind that. of how it, it registered to your ears as well. It was very much almost like a Garden of Eden type of story. Like, this is how this land was created. And so it's one of those things that people believe in, but do they really? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is sort of what I specialize in, is myth. Mm-hmm. I'm often pretty good at discerning truth, like kernels of truth in myth. Is there anything I can get out of this to help distinguish the degree to which this is a literal situation or a a metaphorical or, you know, tell the children there's something under the bed sort of situation? Yeah. um, Give me an insight check. Yeah. So uh, there may have been a situation. uh, Yeah. The whole, the whole, the whole town may be uh, surrounded by worms, but that seemed like it was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not entirely 100% sure. I didn't really explore that. You know, people say a lot of weird things, right? You know, like, you know, ah, don't trick the gods and don't make a deal with Asmodeus. Like, you know, these are just kind of guidelines. So when someone says, like, you're surrounded by worms, I'm like, yeah, maybe. maybe not. Don't make a deal with Asmodeus, less of a guideline, more of a basic. I turned out fine. So, um, that hurts, <laughs> Penelope. <laughs> Circle of the moon. (laughs) Uh, 17. Okay. So with the 17, yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those situations where you think some of it probably is real, but it's hard for you to tell how much of it is people not wanting to scare their kids or how much of it is just lost to history. Almost like uh, the way religions or gods get forgotten. A lot of this kind of is the same to you. It feels like people have less so tried to ignore it and more so just forgotten about it because it doesn't affect them. Even, in, even as you look around you, you realize that like 
the people of Port Argent, they don't seem to be very religious types. They don't talk about gods very often. They don't carry a lot of religious symbols. Um, so it doesn't surprise you that they don't kind of sit and talk about these myths and legends um, in a with a, any kind of reverence. They're more interested in science and innovation and, and industry. The other part that sticks out to your mind is, is uh, Daisy saying like, well, I was bored here, you know, like she doesn't view being here as a, as a punishment. This is her home. And it makes you wonder if uh, when you grow up somewhere, if people really wonder about where the land they're standing on came from, kind of like that, if it makes sense. A lot of the people here are very far removed from it, but you don't have reason to believe that it's all fake. And in fact, even when you were talking to um, Daisy's patron, you definitely got the sense that she didn't have a reason to fabricate something like that. At least she believes it's real. Now, so Freely, is there? Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Now, Freely, I do want to say, if we are surrounded by giant worm creatures, primordial beings of that mass destruction, and they find out that you've been picking on Sir Biss a lot, they're going to be very mad with you. Just saying. He just looks in like the sword just slowly slides out of his arm. Not like the, the fast one, just like. <laughs> Don't worry, Freely. As someone who prays to a primordial being of mass destruction, I'll help you out. I'll vouch for you. Thank you. Also, you know, I met the Phoenix. I thought they were very nice. They were. <laughs> <laughs> While we're presumably by the shore for all of this, can I activate the speaking stone for Hank? If we're not coming, I'd like to give him a heads up because we booked this two days ago. Mm -hmm. Or at least <laughs> one and we might I, be late. I, mean, I don't want a ghost, Hank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yep. I would like to do that. Of course. So you, um, do you, you send him a message? Well, um, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the way the stone worked, it, it was he knew we were calling him, but he had to come mm -hmm. in person or were we able to transmit uh, yeah, he usually came in person. So he gave it to Callie and it's like a heart shaped piece of ocean glass and it would kind of like reflect the light off the ocean in such a way. Mm -hmm. However, um, I think you also kind of put together that Orkira knows sending. So there's now Orkira has also met Hank. So sending a oh, message. Oh, if you, yeah, if you just send him yeah, a message. Yeah, very easy. I thought uh, sending Before, was Before this was a... <laughs> right, yeah, right. I, Communication I thought... was a gargantuan task, but now we have email. Got it. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 were doing faxes like schmucks. Yeah, no, Callie yeah. literally wrote a, a letter and gave it to Millie to hand deliver to Hank. And now we have email. <laughs> Started from the bottom, just, now we're here. Yeah. yeah. Just one quick piece of concern with this. We do know that there's conflict between Hank's people and the people of the land. Is it going to be seen as, as going back on an agreement? Oh, like a, like a ceasefire? Yes, or, or just is it, I don't know how common it is for for Hank's people to have dealings with the people of the land at all. And yeah. so agreeing to go and then saying, sorry, we can't make it, like, is mm -hmm. that going to be a problem? Because um, I wouldn't... Yeah. Based right. off of what Freely has told you about how many times they've had to kind of put things off with Hank, you would also know that he's never been particularly upset by any of I'm assuming, and Orkira will say this, uh, I'm assuming we're going to tell Hank what's going on. I mean, if we tell him, yeah. hey, because uh, he seemed to like the turtle god. And mm -hmm. I would assume if we said, turtle god's in trouble, we're helping out, we might be late to your meeting. 
like it's it's not we're, like we're going to dinner and just got out late. We're saving yeah. a turtle. No, have yeah, we, a, a, a turtle, a god is literally needs to breathe. It's asked us for our help. Like, yeah. We don't need to be concerned with these niceties. Just let them know that we are running to its aid. I mean, well, Alinda, well, I think it's good to think about that kind of stuff, but I, I would like to think Hank would be okay. Well, he'll get to reply to your sending, but yeah, I it's I think it's valuable because the whole thing is we asked them to, you know, ally with us against a common enemy, and it's true. We keep backpedaling, but that's all right. We're going to save the turtle guide. It's fine. Yeah, go ahead. 25 words. I believe in okay. you. Yeah, uh, I, I can do this, but then I can't do this anymore today because uh, I need to save a little bit in case one of you dies. And Orkira will cast sending. <laughs> um, and I looked this up earlier. Fortunately, I am able to understand Hank and he is able to understand me with sending. I don't need to speak the same language because uh, I know, or because Orkira does not speak Hank's language. So, but sending fixes all of that. So she will cast ending and she will say, God, this is always so hard. <laughs> you got this. You got less characters than Twitter. Well, I will say it's, just- to, The problem is not me. The problem is Kira. She is so dumb. To completely stall while you're coming up with your 25 words. Uh, okay. While Orkira, I know what Akira's doing. I check in on Machete. Like, same thing. Is she any, any more animated? Yeah. Um, she's kind of like moving now. But she still doesn't seem to display the level of personality that she used to. Yeah. Oh no. That's all right. She'll uh, she'll she'll get it back. It's okay. She's just you know adjusting to the new normal. Um, yeah. Oh, so she may never get back. Fixed her. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, she's less chatty, but she's also less, you know, evil. So that's got to feel good, I guess. And murderous. Less yeah, murderous. Less, murdering. less, less, less. It's always good to have less murdering. Well, the chances are low, but never zero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is this all going on while Orkira is casting yeah. sending? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just, oh, dear. Okay. I was, <laughs> no, I was shamelessly stalling for you to get your 25 words ready. I totally appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so this is the sending. Mm -hmm. This is Orkira. We're supposed to meet you tonight, but we're saving a turtle god. No, Machete's gonna be fine. It's just she was murdery. I'll let you know if there's more going on. And that's her sending. <laughs> okay. Did he hear us in the background? Sure. <laughs> she's, background she's sending this message to Hank and in the background. It's like, le it's like leaving about. a voicemail. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're like, all right, we're like, all right, Kira's Machete gonna be okay. <laughs> Because like praying to her God, uh, Orkira says all of her sendings out loud. So you would have mm -hmm. all heard that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the message goes off with all of the background noise included. I don't think Hank actually has a way to send anything back, but... He, he actually I, yeah. can. He uh, sending means that he, oh. he knows... Um, so blah, blah, blah. The creature hears the message in its mind, recognizes you as the sender if it knows you and can answer in a like m manner immediately. The spell enables creatures with an intelligence score of at least one to understand the meaning of your message, okay. which is why we don't blah, blah, blah. And he gets 25 words or less. Okay. So he sends back, let me count this. You get a message back and it says, uh, understood. I will, trying to make sure, I, I will wait for you at the chosen spot two days from now. Good luck. Okay, he said he he wishes us luck. He's gonna wait for us at the chosen spot 
two days from now. I assume someone knows where the chosen spot is. Uh, yes, we had a location on the beach, correct? Yeah, oh. kind of the same spot Freely and, and Sophia and Abram have always kind of met Hank at. It's a place where they first met when he was caught in a fishing net. <laughs> so and, and man intended to kill us all. <laughs> where, where Hank taught Kelly how to cook oysters, if oh, I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. And, and pull apart Chonker's brother. <laughs> yeah. And how to love. Yeah. Wait. That's yeah. that's that's a different story for a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, close to naming uh, one of those episodes Shape of Water. We all, yeah, still time. we almost did. Apparently we're about to spend a lot of time in the ocean, so there's still time. Uh, there's still a chance. He, he, sounded, he didn't sound upset. Mm-hmm. Not that I would know what it would sound like if I was a if a married was upset. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, said, no. You know, uh, when we were with him, he did this like <gasps> thing, and it was like a cannon of water. Like, I mean, I, I feel like he'd get across if he was mad. Okay. I mean, he can't do that through ascending unless that's a part of a spell I don't know. But yeah, two days, same spot. We're all fine. Man, two days. Just, this, this poor guy, we've been stringing him along for like a week. Sal, Sal. Yeah, this is like when you say you're going to hang out with your friend and then you're like, oh, okay, another two days from now. Oh, I just got busy. I've got a lot on my plate, you know? Yeah, right. Hank, We're luckily here. for you, I feel like Hank has a lot on his plate too. Every time you see him, he's usually like on his way to something or on his way back from something, so... It's true. He was probably a little relieved for your cancellation. Uh, that's a mood. Um, okay, <laughs> try and find Salome. Is this thing ready to ship? Is this ready ready to deploy? Yeah, yeah. She she is at uh, the inn, but there is a note on the ocean. Whatever. I don't know what we called it. Ocean hamster ball. Dave. Um, Dave. Dave. Dave was the leading name. Uh, it uh. didn't. Or can oh, I name things by just continuing con- <laughs> to it was call not my, it? I didn't think of calling it Dave. It wasn't me. I, I said Dave. I think Dave is a perfectly good name, and nobody <laughs> argued with me. I mean, it was the same thing with the airship. I called it Murray, and everybody thought that was a good name because nobody argued with me. And so it's called uh, Dave. I mean, sometimes, I, sometimes it's a good name. Sometimes it would be nice. You know? I, I like I like Dave. Yeah. Fine. We're calling it Dave now. <laughs> and it's a submarine with a sort of exoskeleton that's a charged by an arcane battery, correct? Uh, sort of, yeah. It's actually a, a ball that's um, inside another ball so that it's very gyroscopic in nature so that when the outer oh. sort of like round cage moves, the cage inside that you're in doesn't rotate. So you're not uh, bouncing around in there. So we are in a hamster <laughs> it ball. It has gy- gyroscopic stability. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll put one in, in chat, oh, Megan. Also, uh, it may explode. That was uh, one of the things we uh, discussed and Salome really seemed to cling on to, that maybe we're going to feed it to Kritzala and detonate it, which I feel like will cause a lot of different problems for us, but it was uh, on. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had talked about packing it full of explosives, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sophia, for the record, you, I was kind of against that. Sophia, you said <laughs> you had a lot of explosives to offer, but I don't think we've done that yet. Well, I might be able to help make this uh, sea vessel slightly more uh, explosive. I have a force ballista. I might be able to fashion it onto the outside of the uh, outer exoskeleton. As we get closer to this creature, I, I could uh, um, detonate it. Yeah, I mean, oh go big or big, go home. Right? You know, if you're going to explode, explode. Big. Yes. (laughs) 
explode big or go Wait, home. So are we <laughs> we're going not... towards the turtle or are we going towards the worm? Turtle god. Okay. But, uh, but but if we need a way to get to the turtle god, so that's why yes. this was our vessel. I was just trying to make sure we weren't exploding the turtle god. I mean, no. we're not. Oh. <laughs> uh, whoa, let's keep all the options on the table, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm a pretty bad person. <laughs> Blowing up turtles worth, um, isn't really in that, that swim lane. Is I'm it worth sending sending the familiars ahead? I could have, if, once we get to the water, I can have uh, Griff turn into a, a quipper. Oh, what? It's half a, a day's travel. <laughs> it's carnivorous fish. I mean, it's a half a day's travel. Can you communicate with him from that far? Well, actually, yeah. okay, so the half a day's travel is along the peninsula by foot or horse-drawn carriage. If you were to use the ocean route, well, there's actually a different skill role I would have for that, which is actually kind of fun, a piloting skill. You could get there much faster. Personally, I've been saying from the beginning I wanted to test this out before fighting the iconic lightning worm in it, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting my money on the oceanic route. I can also try and cle use clairvoyance since we know where it is, but it's going to be a single location. I'm not going to be able to move that around. So I think all these are really good ideas. Um, how, how dangerous is it for Griff, and how judgy will he look as a kipper? Extremely judgy. Okay, extremely good. judgy even even the, the pointy teeth will be judgy okay. uh, but also uh it, it depends it's the same same degree of defensiveness uh underwater as as Griff it would have in the air doesn't but, cost us anything to send him so sure send him and all right freely just like walks up to the thing and i just slap the side of it and i'm like so sophia's you know how to pilot this thing right you do machine stuff i mean i kind of am in partly one but i don't uh Kind of the extent of my expertise. And yes, usually. Um, I don't really like inverted steering, though. I've, I will I will get the hang of it, though. It is, yeah, I can take care of this. Sophia? You also could, you know, they in fact, uh, an octopus is probably a better plan here. Uh, we'll do an octopus instead. We'll have judgy tentacles instead of judgy. Nelope, also, are you going to ride inside with us, or are you going to be a judgy octopus on the outside? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of... I'm a little tapped out of my wild shape, so I'll be I'll be riding with you guys. Yeah, it's been a whoo, it's been a day, man. Yeah, yeah we found that foot this morning. Like, what even <laughs> are our lives? Like, I'm just like crawling up into it. I'm all like, yeah, ancient uh, dismembered god buried in a farming field. Why wouldn't that be? And then just down into the airlock. Oh man, guys, I'm really tapped out on my wild shape. Can we just? <laughs> this is that's my favorite. Can we thing. just like rest for four hours? <laughs> No, there's, a, there's a god drowning. Us. We don't have really time to like just chill. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Drowning god. Um, Sir Sir Biswalat might be able to go ahead. Um, he is basically one long tentacle with a big black eyeball at the end currently, but uh, it doesn't mean that he can't fly or swim. It doesn't. Okay. I've I've seen him squiggle around before with less of his body, so I will send him forward. Well, he. he Maybe the two of them can go together, uh, Griff and Service a lot, and they could be a pair, yes. and they could look out for danger and, and help and go on a little adventure that we'll hear about <laughs> later, which will be really kind of cute. Yes, I think they will become best friends. I, you just see, you see Griff just <laughs> in, in, the, in, in their bulbous head with the two eyes just kind of go. Mm -hmm. 
I just envisioned that again that eye stalk that came out of the trash compactor on the Death Star like that's yeah. what I'm envisioning Serbisqualot <laughs> is now basically it's an act one callback folks act he's one like callback. a tentacle puppy and yeah. and Griff is like a tentacle cat and do you think once the inner because they go in the first airlock and the second airlock opens up you hear freely being like you know it's it's deceptively spacious in here it's a, it's the spherical aesthetic is quite sh and then it just shuts on him mid-sentence while he's inside <laughs> Yeah, so Freely, when you step inside, this has all of the feelings of of Salome's workshop. Like as you as you step inside, it's like kind of homey in a lot of ways, but it also has some of the flair of our purple hot pants uh, twins. Oh. Um, so when you step inside, there's like you know a, a lot of like plush purple, uh, velvety accoutrements. There's these like sort of seats. That have been affixed to the sides of the the vessel there's a station that you can drive from there's like these nice little straps that come over your shoulders you know in case of uh bumpy bumpy riding there is uh oh gosh what are those things called periscope there's like a little periscope that pulls down that you can like look in through there's even a little tea nook which looks similar to the one in, in salome's office there's like a little nook in the corner you kind of you you could replace it with something more useful in the future, but for now it's uh, there's just like a little place. There's just a kettle, um, a drawer with some different types of teas in it, um, and cups that uh, kind of rest on these like hooks underneath. So it's like a little shelf. I shouldn't say it's like an entire place, but it, there's like a little shelf there. Um, yeah. Salome was always very non-committal about the defensive abilities of this thing. So that's what Freely's looking for, like the the weapons or how to activate like the electrified yeah. field. I mean, like, like yeah. he's looking for like, where's a red button that says emergencies mm -hmm. only, you know? Mm -hmm. it's like, um. Yeah, looking around it is a little bit frustrating, Freely, because as you're looking around, you feel like this is a exploration vessel. Um, and it dawns on you that asking an explorer to build a defensive vessel uh, has some of its drawbacks. Um, in terms of research and reconnaissance, if you were deep sea oceanographers, you would feel at home in this thing. It's perfect that, for that. How has Salome managed to go so many places and live so long? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is nicer than most spell jammers we've inhabited, so that's nice. I mean, there's I like, like the tea. Purple, I like the purple aesthetic. Harold would think this is awesome. Oh god! Wait, which one's Harold? Is he the one no, with the giant arm? It's your your <laughs> second favorite warlock. Oh yeah, no, totally. Harold. Uh, you know what? Wait a second. Daisy's no longer one of your your warlocks. I'm still number one, baby. Woo! <laughs> Some choices you can't take back. Eventually, it just sticks, and you're just stuck with that warlock forever. So you said that there were seats all over in this sphere. Yeah, they're kind of like bolt i shouldn't say bolted they're uh braced against the circular sort of uh one one side of this like sphere um that's opposite from the piloting station um and like i said they have straps so that if you jolt you don't go flying out of your chair um and they have to be kind of uh secured or against the wall because you get the feeling that from just the force and inertia they would shift if they if you move them around the other thing, I guess, freely, since you were looking for weapons, um, you would notice two things. There is an engine control panel. Uh, it's very big. It's very complicated. 
when you open it, it has like a mixture of crystals, uh, different vials of liquid um, and some uh, intricate cog and wiring work inside of there. And there's also a valve uh, that you can pull forward and place fuel into and then you shut it and then like you push a lever. Very Ghostbustersy. Is this where the poop thing, yeah. the, where the, the poop shoot? Yeah, that's yeah. that's where you would feed fuel into it. Um, and then next to it, you do see behind a, a very carefully sort of glass crafted panel that you have to pull up, but you see it like behind it. You don't have to break it, but you do have to flip it up because it's like one of those safety switches. Mm -hmm. A big red button marked overcharge. And you think that this might be uh, what she said, you can overcharge the engine to electrify the exoskeleton. Really? No. Later. Soon. Later. Soon. You will Soon. be the one to touch that button, but not now. Can Soon. you check how much fuel and oil mm -hmm. is in the reserves? When you check the fuel gauge, Salome did give it to you full. Thank you, Salome. Uh, Lindra, <laughs> I am but a humble halfling of action. Uh, and there's a number of... Uh, gauges and crystals and doodads here. I found the important button. Pretty sure something good happens when we hit that. The rest of this, I'm kind of... <laughs> How much of this can I figure out? I'm not... Machines are not my thing. So I know what Salome was telling us, but I, I don't know much beyond that. I'm not especially skilled with, with machines. That's, that's Sophia's area of expertise. Well, it seems pretty straightforward. There is a, a pedal. Uh, there is a steering wheel. There are some seat belts. I imagine that Salome has uh, manufactured this vessel in a way that we might be able to understand it intuitively. And she sits down in the seat and buckles mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. and uh, looks and looks for an ignition switch. Yeah. As you sit down, uh, yeah, what Sophia says is not is not wrong. Um, it does seem like uh, Salome has designed this for other people to easily be able to use. So as you as you sit down and, and you put on your seatbelt, you notice like uh, almost from the weight of you sitting down, something activates and uh, a panel shifts back and you can actually see the beachhead in the ocean in front of you. Like you, there's glass there. Ah, uh, now I remember it. Oh. This is the <laughs> thing I hate almost as much as... as uh... As a uh, as flying. <laughs> hey, hey, Penelope. While the smart people figure out how to drive the ship, can you help me for a second? And you'll see Orkira is like sitting sideways in one of the seats, trying to buckle things because she can't sit back <laughs> against the seat because of the wings and the tail and the spikes and everything. So she's trying to like sideways sit and get everything buckled. She's like, <laughs> I don't. Can you help me figure out how to take care of this? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Can you reach back there? I can't. Yeah, I can. She kind of climbs over you. She's like climbing on you to help you buckle in. I just uh, patiently sit and let you do whatever you need. Uh, Freely, this must be really nice for you being so small in such a tight space. Like this might, just, you, it must feel like a hotel in here. And okay, I just, hang on a know. second. Wait, first of all, first of all, I am a physical specimen of a halfling. That's the first thing. Second of all, yeah, no, it is nice. Like I can just reach up, don't, don't bonk anything. Like it's fine, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just lean, I try to make sure no one hears me. I just lean close to Freely. You're always my favorite halfling. Don't, 
I mean, my favorite warlock. Not your, you're not my favorite halfling. No, I'm mean, nobody. Everybody knows no, your number one. Like, come on, I wouldn't even believe that. Yeah, yeah Penelope's my. Sorry, I mean, she, she's Penelope. No, it's obviously like it's. I wouldn't even show up to compete. Okay, yeah. I just, just didn't want you to feel like okay, like, right? Yeah. No, but you know what? It's okay. We can still tell Harold he's your favorite because the leg is Harold thing. a halfling. No, warlock. Why is he Wait. that height? I mean, he's half giant, so he's still half of something. That gets us well, a He's a quarter giant, right? Well, he's a, is he a quarterling? Anyway, we'll talk I'm about it another way. Anyways, you're my favorite warlock. Don't tell you. Thank you. Thank you. I won't tell anybody. Thank you, Avery. I love you, too. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, right. I yeah. Think, yeah. I think um, Grant is over there sort of looking at all of the, the, the buttons and levers and, and playing with them, fiddling with things a bit, and also setting up, reorganizing and, and adjusting and tweaking the, uh, the place uh, so he has a perch in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and occasionally will like breathe a very thin jet of uh, lightning energy to melt and weld things together. Yeah, for perfect. a second, for a second, I totally thought that you were going to say that Grant was going to be unscrewing one of the knobs and then playing with it like Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Sir Bissalot was doing that. <laughs> it's not over yet. <laughs> well, Sir Bissalot is off with. Oh yeah, he's in the ocean. With, yeah. yeah, yeah. Grant's pretty good with this stuff, Grant likes these toys and and knows what he's doing a bit Aww. around them yeah so as you uh settle in this vessel isn't the greatest on land it's very much geared to uh be in the water so she struggles a little bit on the sand trying to like uh sort of roll forward salome did tell you it was a amphibious vessel um, so you know that it can get by, but it's a little bit kind of awkward and grindy as it starts to shift forward and jolt. I like the name Dave because uh, we could call it. Uh, it's a Goliath Slayer. Deep, deep aquatic I was gonna vehicle say, of express exploration. Yes. Wait, wait, wait deep, deep aquatic vehicular uh, exploration. Ve- vehicular exploration. Like yeah. It. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you all for coming along with us, literally coming along with us. I love that you you took Artira's dumb name and you made it smart. I'm so impressed. Yeah. I also just like saying vehicular. (laughs) It's a good word. I don't know why. It's just really satisfying. It just rolls right off the tongue. Agreed. Agreed. Also, this vessel is now doomed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a bad cyberpunk name. Dave Vehicular. It's true. Or or like an 80s cop show. Explorer. Yeah. yeah. No, it does. It does sound like something like. Do you remember, like, do you yeah. remember Baywatch Nights? Like that would be Dave Vehicular. <laughs> Why would we remember that? <laughs> so is when this our, our answer to how? I now, sure hope how not. How and Dave? Yeah, I'm so. Um, it's, this is. Wait, is it going to come to I'm life? I'm sorry, Hal. I can't do that. Yep. <laughs> Harold starts no, going by Hal now. There's no AI or spirit uh, haunting the vessel. Wait you know, I, I just put I put I put machete <laughs> next to all those chemicals. One bolt of lightning and it's mm-hmm. on. Hold up, let's wire her up. Mm-hmm. Grant, yeah. who is currently using well, lightning turns and says <laughs> <laughs> You notice now as you like go to grab machete, machete's uh arms are once again kind of locked around your neck. Which ah. before she was kind of you know, hey. now her arms are kind of locked around your neck again. I very quickly, I'll like tear off a piece of like my own like fabric and I try and fashion like a tiny little pirate hat for her and put it on her head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, ahoy, matey. Like, her little pirate hat 
It could even be like a little pirate bandana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were like James almost seeing it. Like, like, (laughs) looks like a buccaneer. Ornate pirate hat out of like a piece of paper. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. So you roll, uh, you know, kind of forward. As soon as you hit the water, this vessel kind of shows what she can do. It becomes a lot more maneuverable. The steering wheel moves a little freer than it did when you were like kind of stuck in the sand and you roll forward and then dunk, you start falling several feet at a time as the coast kind of falls away from you and you get deeper and deeper and deeper. Okay, wow. everyone. Uh, Sophia is so excited. This is such a magnificent piece of machinery. She's never gotten to pilot before and she's always wanted to be a pilot. And as she's sitting in the seat, she says, airlock secured. Everyone's buckled up. Side view mirror is adjusted. As you I- say airlock secured, you notice that no one actually did secure the airlock. Can somebody please secure the airlocks? Was the first one in, not the last. Thank you, Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been secure this entire time. You pull a lever and the outer door slides shut. You pull another lever. This one takes some effort. And it drains the water from uh, this like sort of tube that the tube, by the way, extends. It's almost like a kind of reminds me of like a nucleus. Like it extends from like the center ball out and then ends at the exoskeleton. So it, it actually is protected and covered by the exoskeleton. And yeah, it, uh, you know, it empties the water, pushes it out by some mechanism. You feel the whole ball shudder while it does this. It's a little disturbing. There's some machinery at play taking that water and sucking it out. You actually hear almost like a, a vaguely, it would probably, the sound would probably make Penelope go like a vaguely farty sound <laughs> as a bladder somewhere kind of fills up and then sprays the water out. So you just hear this like gentle, like farting sound. Oh, Penelope isn't <laughs> the only one giggling for okay. sure. Yeah. <laughs> or Carol, was that you? I'm like, oh, Penelope. No. <laughs> oh, be Dave, do you have a press of digitation just in case? It is a very small and close place. <laughs> she was talking yesterday about how much she liked poop, and I didn't think that it's okay. Great. No, oh, Avery, you would know Six if it adventures was. are on high protein diets. This is going to go really well. <laughs> you can always tell the smell is always very distinct. Yeah, it's like kind of like a like I said, the whole the whole ball kind of shudders and it lets out this farting sound as a bladder like fills with water and, you know, releases it and then fills again. And then you see the airlock is uh, clear. It's clear of water and um, you have a nice sort of barrier of air between you and the outside door. So you're reinforced by two doors. And for future reference real quick, how many people can fit in the airlock? In the airlock, you can fit three at a time. Okay. So we will we'll, wow. we'll have to deploy two groups at a time if something is happening quickly, yeah. essentially. I mm. guess actually, well, I don't know what the rules are for or Kira's like considered like I'm a medium creature, I'm just awkward. Okay. Okay. Cause I was gonna say like, um nor Kira and two halflings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would be I mean technically we're medium too. Fit. So yeah, it's all it's uh, <laughs> we're we're like are we're it? the I don't think halflings are size small. It's designed for yeah. two people, but yeah. three people can fit kind of like the back seat of a car i guess depending on what car you have you know mm-hmm. you can make yeah. three people fit, we got really bench you just seats in the airlock is this yeah. a bmw or are we in a yugo i mean what's going on yeah here? yeah exactly sure. Metro. right so yeah as you as this like as the i don't know what it's called like the seashelf or whatever falls away uh every once in a while while you're rolling you just dunk like drop a few feet almost like a roller coaster and then roll a few more feet and you hit um, this part of the ocean floor. 
So as you're at, when you hit the bottom of the, of the ocean, which is where I guess like it's a little bit higher up than it was. Um, have you been near the ocean floor before? I think. Yeah. We, when we, uh, yeah, when we met yeah. so yeah. So you can actually still see the oh. sun where you're at. It, the the mm -hmm. ocean is not that deep here, but it's still the ocean. So you're not in pitch black territory yet. Uh, but as you drop, you do notice that like some type of incandescent light, like a almost kind of like a floodlight activates at the top of the pod. It's it seems to be arcane in nature. Uh, and yeah, this is it's it's basically casting the spell uh, light. So something up top lights up. You can see in front of you. You can see your two scouts ahead of you that are like in the water. How far ahead of the pod are they? Uh, so I believe 20 feet. I believe as an octopus uh, that can go about 30 feet ahead. I mean, the goal for me was to have them go ahead of us. So, oh, and then come so back we and make report. sure that we were on the right track before we went. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Okay. So they, so you don't see them when the, when the light turns on, um, but you do see like kind of the murky water flirting around in front of you. Give me a perception roll. Yes. I would say also freely is just absolutely glued to whatever corner of the display you can get probably too far in front of Sophia's because mm -hmm. he's like, I'm looking for Chonkers. He's out there. I know he's somewhere. Chonk, chonk, Chonkers. Chonk. <laughs> I quit the whole time. Yeah. Freely, sit down and put your seatbelt on. But, I mean, I might miss him. If... <sighs> Go we sit will, down. We will see him again. Sophia, did, yes. did you put your turrets on the outside? Your turret thingy? You know, the thing with the goes pew, 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 the gun? Well, the gun no, thing? not not yet. Okay. I can always that's, go out there. No, that's that's it. that's the plan. I have it right here. Okay. I thought we're doing that later when we're going after, because we're not going to shoot the turtle god. No. We're, yeah. No, we're not sure. Why does it keep coming up? We're not shooting <laughs> the turtle. You're the one who was asking about it. I was not. We're not killing the turtle. You just asked about the guns. Yeah, I just want to know about the guns. I'm not going yeah. to kill a turtle. No, Avery doesn't want to kill the turtle. He just wants to make sure that, uh, you know, we're we're safe. And uh, I'm going to make sure that I fashion this force ballista on this sea vessel as soon as we get to where we're going. Okay. I'm just saying, I haven't wanted to kill, like, anything that we've had to kill. It just <laughs> come, comes happen sometimes. <laughs> I think you kind of want to kill Sibis a lot. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You know, it is the it, only thing you want to kill. I learned yeah. some things about myself and the joy I took striking that thing down. It's true, but uh, as I said, machete. And yet, me. it goes on. It goes on loving you and considering you as a close friend. That is okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's like a, all you of feel, us. You feel the way you feel. That's it's a okay. really strange relationship. Oh, <laughs> he likes me. He really <sighs> likes you. <sighs> you see the way he grapples onto your leg. So how long till we get to where we're going? <laughs> Uh, the perception was 14. And also, I just wanted to check that is this light beaming out around us? Like, is this, are we now like a glowing orb that, you know, predators and such can see? Yes. Is there, okay, is there a way that we can shield that um, and also make it so we can see out because the ocean is super cool? And yeah, so we can't see like when there's light in the, in the cabin. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you could turn off the internal light. Um, the light I was referring to is an external one that casts okay. kind of like light in front of you. Other other creatures can see that. There is a switch to turn it off, but then it will be a little bit more difficult to navigate because it is a little bit darker, murkier down here. But, you know, maybe with dark vision, uh, some of you will be 
will be fine. And uh, like I said, whenever someone's inside the pilot seat, like a sort of metal shutter kind of comes up and you can actually see through like a half uh, circular shaped uh, window from where you are like seated in the passenger seats, you can still see out. But yeah, you don't have the best view in the house. (laughs) Did you want perception checks from all of us or just from? Just from Sophia since she's driving. Oh, 16. 16. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with the 16, you feel like you have a decently good lay of the land. Now, go ahead and roll a, a d20 and add your sleight of hand and your survival modifier. Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> we have the right pilot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get out of here, dice. I can't see my stats. <laughs> so that's 14 plus 10. Okay. So I got sleight of hand. What was the other one? Um, survival. Plus one. Okay. 20, 25. 25. Perfect. So yeah, you're able to navigate this thing pretty well. As you kind of go in the in the general direction that um, you think you're supposed to go using kind of like natural markers and uh, Avon's recollection of what the coastline looked like and the map, you're able to kind of uh, make a pretty good make pretty good time especially with uh, how well you rolled, uh, this thing really starts going. Like uh, once it gets in there and it's underwater, you just, it's a lot faster than even a galloping horse. There is, you do start to hear like kind of a high pitched whine coming from the panel as you start to kick it up into high gear, but you don't smell smoke and nothing explodes. You don't hear any, uh, you know, cracking sounds or anything like that. But you do hear like kind of a high-pitched whine as, uh, as you start to pick up speed and move at a, at a faster pace. But you're really booking it. You make your way through kelp forests and, and was there, was there, what are they called? Um, anemone, anemones and like a beautiful coral reef as it starts to get dark outside. Yes, B. Dave. Do, would it be fair to say we get, can take a short rest at least during this trip? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. You can definitely take a short rest as you're kind of like enjoying the ocean sights and um, <clears throat> moving forward at an expeditious pace. You run into some difficulties here and there, mostly, like I said, in the in the heavily like kelped area you were in before when you met Chonkers. That part's pretty difficult to navigate. There's a couple places where it almost seems like uh, your vessel might get stuck just because there's so much foliage there. But you manage to kind of weave and bob your way through. And you make it a majority, like halfway to to where you need to go um, pretty uh, pretty quickly. You're making During that very short good speed. Rest, um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah. But I realize I do have water breathing as a ritual. Okay, I would yeah. like to cast that on everyone, please, if possible. Yeah, of hey. course. So um, everyone gets water breathing. You're about halfway to your destination um, when uh, uh, Griffin and uh, the homunculus return. Uh, what did I see through Griff's eyes? Yeah, yeah. So I guess like this would be a good time to debrief. So Griff saw a few things. Actually, let's, let's get a perception roll and a stealth roll for Griff as well as the homunculus. He has a name. <laughs> <laughs> One that's very hard to say and spell. <laughs> Uh, 15 so Griff has a, a bunch of goodies as an octopus that, that they could use if they needed to be extra stealthy. Okay. Um, but let's see what happens here. Because octopuses are cool. Is, is Griff a tiny octopus or is Griff like 
a full-size octopus? Uh, it's a small octopus. Okay. It's an adorable so you, little... You said perception and what? Perception and stealth rolls. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Carrie, you, uh, you all arrived in a small sphere, and now you're so underwater small. in a sphere, so that's like uh, full circle. Is that, did you hatch from an egg? I've wondered that. Like, I, I mean, you're like only like part dragon, so I. I'm no, I'm no, I'm not a dragon at all. I'm dragon born. <laughs> There's no dragon. Zero. I got it's rid of literally all. in the title. So, like, so if you Dash were born dragon. Dragon okay, born. On, on the stealth. Okay, perfect. A halfling born. Perception. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Also, yeah, I, I do appreciate the, uh, the theme of circles and spheres. Although not twenty on the perception. Hey! Congratulations, somebody in the chat got an octopus nat twenty. Yay! <laughs> the Kraken twenty. Cephalopod. We're not giving away octopuses, chat. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the legendary bundle includes the monster manual, which Even has an octopus here. in it. True. So True. technically, in a way, and you you can name him Hank if you want to. You've rolled you a twenticle. Should. Absolutely. And you should. Yeah. Or Griff in honor of the natural 20. There it is. So we got dual 20s for Griff. Uh, what did we get for uh, uh, So Tentacle Sir Biswalot. Sir Bis- Sir Bis- <laughs> that was close. That was, I like that one. Yeah. Who, who mm-hmm. is a tentacle with an eye that is now mm-hmm. growing a foot mm-hmm. out of its eye. Uh, rolled a 22 for its stealth check. Okay. And 15 for perception. Okay, perfect. So the two of them kind of like swim forward in the darkness. And I think both of you have that where you can see through your familiar's eyes. Mm -hmm. And this happens like they reach the site, I guess. So this wouldn't be them returning back. They reach the site when you're about halfway there because they set out before you. So even though you're going very quickly, you know. So uh, you see like in the murky depths, like this is a lot. It's a lot darker down here than where your vessel is currently at. But there is like a light phosphorescent coming off of some type of growth on the ocean floor. You also see like uh, a lot of uh, old like type of mollusks and those, uh, what is it called? Uh, the, the, that whorl, like a helix type uh, pattern here and there um, from like shells and things like that littered on the, on the ocean floor. And uh, you, see, you see a large structure ahead of you. And uh, because you rolled so high on perception and you go completely unnoticed, there is some movement in the ocean. You see something off in the distance, but the biggest thing is your senses, or I should say like your, your familiar senses are almost overwhelmed by like this, like groaning and rumbling, almost uh, like that of a creature in distress down here. Um, And every once in a while, you just, uh, you see it actually a big roiling, almost like a jet stream in the ocean ahead of you. Almost like a geyser is the best way to describe it. In front of, directly in front of you, there is a very large uh, sort of structure that's dark and uh, covered in some type of algae and moss, uh, or not moss, algae and uh, barnacles and things like that. Do you familiar approach it? Yes. I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. So as they get closer, they notice it actually looks like, like the, it, not like a, not like a man-made structure, but like a discarded uh, turtle shell. But it is huge, um, gigantic. Whoa. All of you could fit in here several times over. Um, it's much larger than the size of your vessel. And uh, it's in some places like adorned on the inside, almost like maybe it was used as some type of dwelling at some point. 
you're able to pass through it uh, unnoticed with your with your stealth rolls. You don't see any people or, or anyone around you. And then as you continue to move through this this dark structure, you do see like off in the distance, like uh, the sounds and the sort of glint of, of some type of struggle happening up ahead. Your vision's obscured because every few minutes, once again, you just see almost like a geyser bursting up and the ocean boils every time this happens. And the vibrations are almost like overwhelming for this like tiny squid and this tiny tentacle. And the force of it almost pushes them back like just a couple of inches. And uh, you see like just the, the, the smallest glimpse of like a large, dark underground mountain or underwater, sorry, mountain ahead of you. Uh, Avrin. Yes, so you're, I'm, you're driving great, by the way, as oh, always. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Are we driving underwater? I forget. Are we swimming? Uh, technically, we are driving. <laughs> All right. So I was just uh, chatting a bit with Sir Biswalat, and it looks like we are coming up on a sort of underwater structure. It's made out of a giant turtle shell. I was wondering if once we get up to it, you might be able to... Uh, maybe read it or detect some kind of energy coming from it. I, I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah, I'm a bit rusty on all that, but um, <clears throat> uh, I think my favorite warlock also can sense some things. I mean, I freely might be able to ping. I don't know why I'm saying ping, but I might be mm -hmm. able to like send out like a pulse once we're nearby to, to maybe detect anything nefarious. And also, maybe uh, Penelope, she's so good with nature. Once we get closer, she might be able to investigate what this structure is. Ooh, wait, Penelope, can you turn into a shark? Yeah, sure. I've seen one of those before. Okay, well, like, I don't need to breathe. So technically, I could, like, go out there and hold on to your tail if, like, <laughs> like think if we need a scrap. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I've literally never... Uh, Currently, never... all of us can breathe in the water. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's well. I don't breathe, so. No, Alindra, we Wait, wanted, do I have to, wanted to be able to have his like. Oh, I don't have to breathe. Thing, no, let him have it. It's fine. Hey, listen, it's the one thing I can do. Also, I look real scary. <laughs> Want to see this underwater mountain? It sounds so pretty. Yeah, I'm concerned. So, Sophie, you don't see that? You don't see the turtle god yet? Then. No, I don't see a god. I just see a giant turtle shell. I'm worried, I mean, Avrin. Turtles pull their heads into their shells. I mean, she, she could just be in the shell. No, this 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 looks like someone was living in it. Yes. I mean, turtles live in the shells. No, not not like it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. that just made me laugh. <laughs> like, well, yeah, the turtle lived in it. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. The, the confidence. Way too confident about <laughs> that response. Come on. Yeah. He has very Alindra, low intelligence. Like a okay. turtle was living in it. Hello. Like, keep up, Alindra. Come on. You do know how turtles it. work, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna half explain this. Mechanic <laughs> crabs. Especially because sea turtles do not retract into the shells. I'm aware of all of this. Freely is it. Okay. The fun of playing a, a character with a low intelligence is you get to say fun, dumb things. I'm right there with you, B Dave. It's great. Yeah, this is all completely transparent to the damn. Where would we be without Alindra? Yeah, right. we're all dumb. And, and Sophia's. I mean, the two of them, yes. basically. Um, I, I just understand mechanics. That's that's it. Hey, listen. All right. We someone's got. no longer my favorite halfling. <laughs> Did. Sorry. 
<laughs> were you like narrating what you were seeing? Do we do we all kind of know what what you what you're familiar with? Yeah, I saw? would I would certainly relay it to try and explain that there's this this world on the floor. There's there's some phosphorescence, um, which is often to be expected, but usually is at a slightly higher depth in the very, very bottom of the sea. You don't often see uh, a lot of phosphorescence because the creatures don't need to see the light. Um, and also they're not particularly lured by it. And, you know, there's this, this you know, I, I can do marine biology for hours. I'm not going to. Um, uh, also, there is this, this, the enormous shell that looks like something other than a turtle was living in it, but it, it does seem to be abandoned at this point. Um, it, it did look like it was currently abandoned, right? It didn't look like they were still living in it. There was no one in it. Okay, but did it look like it was in use still, or did it look like it was? Give me an investigation check. Okay, a couple of tiny, tiny little hermit crabs in this giant shell. <laughs> We've struck gold, <laughs> and one clownfish. 16. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What? Sixteen. Sixteen. Um, yeah, you can. You can't. It looked dark, like no one is currently in it, but <clears throat> there was nothing to indicate no one had been in it recently. Okay. Can I commune with the turtle again? Can I like send out a ping for myself? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna try. I'm gonna try really concentrate on the turtle again, or the turtles. Yeah. Avern. Hello, Avern. Are you there? <laughs> Give me an, a nature check. Why, yes, Avern, I am. The turtles on your left. Is that you, God? <laughs> no, it's a turtle. It's turtles all the way down. Uh, you want a blood kind of check? Are you there, God? It's me, Avern. Uh, nature. Are you there, God? It's me, Avrin. I'm me. Um, <laughs> mm, ooh, 19. Yeah, you almost feel like, well, let's see, give me a give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> then my head explodes. Oh, I'm warlike, though. 18. <laughs> 18, yeah. So, perfect. So you take four psychic damage as you just feel pain and panic. Something's wrong. Something's very wrong. And it feels a little bit like your lungs are burning. Do we need to go? I, we need to save it now. We need to save it now. Just grab Penelope by the hand and head towards the towards the airlock, like the two-stage thing. Like, all right, mm-hmm. time to go to work. So you, I have a question. That, yes. With a familiar, you can cast touch spells. Mm-hmm. Yep. If I were to be able to get Griff to this creature, would I be able to? Oh, is water breathing a touch spell? No, is it? I don't think so because you, you can't. No, it's not. It it's at range. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Sorry. That's okay. Turn. Did any of your familiars actually see the turtle, or was the assumption that the, there's the signs of, of conflict? The, yeah, the like the spray that's happening and that being pushed back, that that's where things and are grumbling and a mm-hmm. yeah, the and groaning from the like geysers, the clash of metal as well. Okay. If I see Freely and Penelope heading towards the airlock, I am also unbuckling. I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yep, yep, yep. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, uh, is this the type of thing where we can activate it inside or somebody has, she's got to activate it from the panel? Presumably oh, no, no, no. inside. You can otherwise, activate the pilot it inside. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, right. yeah. There's, there's a the lever that you can. <laughs> the pilot yeah, there... can never leave. Otherwise, you'd be stuck inside forever. Yep. Um, Sophia's, this is just your home now. The, <laughs> Enjoy. The moment You're for... my passengers every Tuesday. <laughs> inside the, one. the yeah. water lock, pull yep. the lever. And uh, this time you don't hear the farting sound, but uh, you no. hear like a. 
and water starts to raise up past your ankles, past your knees, past your waist, and suddenly you're underwater. I would just say as it starts to fill up, I look at Penelope and I say, go as fast as you can. Don't wait for us. I swim (laughs) fast. I swim fast. It's still kind of, even though I know she said water breathing, I kind of unconsciously panic a little like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the the uncomfortable sensation. Oh, it's that Um, scene from the abyss. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even even say it. Remember, I literally think of that every like time. This. The first time someone has water breathing on them, that yeah, you know, like yeah. getting over yeah. that moment of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you spent nine months mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, well, that cat was just for He's just there for him. Yeah. <laughs> kids today will never know the struggle. Go watch the abyss, kids. But yeah, I we we need that guy to talk to us through twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So you, sorry, uh, Jasmine. <laughs> you're fine. So you have a you have that like moment where you try to hold your breath and then when you realize you can't hold it anymore, you breathe in and you're fine. But that is like a tough sensation to get over. You salty rotate the the sort of like circular lock on the outer water lock. And when you push it open, you're in the ocean. You shut it behind you, spin it. It locks in place and now it's ready to sort of like make that farty sound and let three more people in or two more people. Um, Definitely like swim swim past the uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the, <laughs> the windshield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I- so you, let me see. Penelope, you turn into a shark? No. No. Okay. So you're still Penelope. Yes. Um, perfect. So you see like Penelope and Freely like outside the, the windshield kind of wave at you and then... Um, yeah. Do you do you wait for everyone else? Oh no! Start moving. Yeah. Halfling in action. You may yeah. like, ask like... a mechanics question. Yes, of course. Um, what's the ruling on casting underwater for verbal components? In in my world, you can't do it. Okay. <laughs> wait, what? Unless you can figure out a creative way to do Why it. Why did you ask the sense. question? <laughs> well, no better to know now than oh oh. Yeah, because it's then... it's determining whether or not I stay in the submersible. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't do anything. What we need you to do oh, is maintain shit. concentration, or we're all going to die. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. there, there are. I will give you a hint. There are. What everything's not concentration. Interesting ways you could cast in this location if you got creative. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, shells are domed. Potentially. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, slightly not, not, to, not to get not to get too meta about this, but the verbal component is the vibration of the words, which does still happen underwater. It's distorted, but it does happen. Um, yeah, it's more I about mean, being able yeah. to do it with your mouth full of water. Alindra right. also signs, and I don't know if that counts or not. Yeah, I would say that could count. Of okay, because mm-hmm. the Ghostwise Halfling Clan Monkey Mouse signs. Yeah. So. Speaks. Although so that's before, the somatic component. Well, but yeah. Well, no, no. There's a somatic, but there's also the that's the communicate the language of usage. Can we talk underwater though to each other, or is that a no go? Even if you're gonna say like, and I'll totally understand like if okay, verbal. I would I would understand you could communicate. In okay. Some, yeah. Yeah. So just before I left with the halflings, I would have taken off my bag and taken out my book and mm-hmm. given my bag to Sophia and said, can you put this in your uh, bag holding so that everything stays dry? And oh, yes, yes, of course. And so I'm taking with me my diamonds and the book because I think that's all I need. And we go outside. And the first thing I'm going to try to do mm-hmm. is cast light on the book so that I have a source of light because I don't have dark vision. And when nothing ah. happens, I'm going to look over at Penelope and be like, 
Um, there's a problem. Let's say Freely also throws out the sword in his arm because it does glow with uh, mm -hmm. the moon blade. So it's a source of light. I'm going to try to like strap myself to the outside of the ship <laughs> so I don't leave Sophia. Actually, um, okay. So it's Freely, Penelope, and Orkira going towards this mountain, this turtle yeah. shell mountain. Yeah. And um, I'm frantically trying to figure out how to cast spells on the way. <laughs> uh, Avrin, uh, could you please sit in the pilot seats? Um, and uh, I'm going to go outside with uh, my forced ballista. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Um, she turns the lever, goes into the airlock. She has underwater breathing cast on her, and she feels very uncomfortable, but she knows uh, her daughter's very, very good with this, so... She trusts that it's going to be okay and takes one last deep breath <gasps> and everything's fine. And she goes outside and her force ballista that's chained to her utility belt floats and she just thinks how novel that is. It's not so heavy as, as it usually is. Mm -hmm. Walks onto the side of the sea vessel and pulls out a hole saw from her utility belt and drills a, uh, two holes into the outer gyroscope and plants her the two legs from the force ballista onto the outer gyroscope. Now with the outer gyroscope kind of rotating around the inner gyroscope, there is an element of surprise for this force ballista, mm -hmm. uh, but she is willing to take her chances. Okay. Give me an intelligence saving throw. Okay. 21. You managed to do it. It won't be very accurate, but you didn't destroy the structural integrity of the vessel because a bad roll on that would have meant the whole thing would have crumpled at this uh, depth. But oh. you managed not to do oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so happy I didn't do that. Uh, I was trying just... not to be meta, but when you're like, I start drilling the hole, I'm like... <laughs> well, because it's an outer gyroscope, right? Like, there's... I know it's, it's messing the with the integrity kind of, of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, good. I'm glad that I rolled high on that. Yeah, Long you... swim home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you don't completely like destroy this like sort of um structure that stabilizes like the inner ball and kind of relieves some of the pressure on it however it's also not going to be as aerodynamic now uh the vessel's going to move a little bit slower than it did in the past it can be a little bit more difficult to maneuver okay um but sorry that threw me off is jen okay <laughs> there we i'm are. good yeah okay <laughs> so what do you all do panic <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll be swimming. Stop, like the hold from like when he gave him the thumbs up, he's like as fast as his little halfling arms can carry him, he's going. Yeah, I'll be swimming along, but yeah, Orkira is frantically trying to figure out. She keeps just trying to cast light, and it's not working. And she's trying to figure out what she can do because uh... roughly what depth are we at? I mean, I realize it's because past fifty feet, you can't tell from the sunlight. But I mean, yeah. But yeah. we there were gauges on the vessel, so do we have any yeah. idea how deep we are? You're at about 350 feet. 20,000 leagues under D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of Captain Nemo. So this vessel is very inspired by something Captain Nemo would have. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. That's so great, Jen. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Mm. <laughs> I figured it out. Mm -hmm. I figured it out. I figured it what? out. What did you figure out? I just I figured something out. That's all. Oh. oh. 
Okay. Yep. Hey, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say when Freely gets within sixty feet of this, whatever this is, I will hit the divine sense. Um, okay. Yeah. Which uh, undead celestials, uh, fair fiends, mm -hmm. or anything that is unhallowed. Mm -hmm. So mm. you get a very strong, just like ping on your radar, of. Uh, of 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 holiness of a good entity well i guess you didn't cast detect good or evil but yeah you feel like this overwhelming almost like uh all-encompassing essence that like fills your mind and it feels warm and comforting and it's not far from you head towards it from any yeah, yeah i was gonna say from anywhere in particular or like the mountain you know like i mean the the the, the shell or whatever it is i go towards it yeah so there's <laughs> there's like two things okay so let me let me, let me yeah, let's describe this again so there is a large discarded shell that you kind that is kind of like uh in the distant like i guess like closer to you and then in the distance you see like i said like uh, every few minutes it's like the ocean is boiling there's just a lot of disturbance these bubbles just kind of rush up and you see like a dark murky almost like a like just massive form it looks like a mountain to you from where you're at you hear like a vague clinking and clashing of something happening over there and every once in a while the entire ocean floor kind of shudders and and uh you actually now that you and penelope are close enough you see every once in a while just giant pieces of of what look to be rocks and uh like pieces of building and ballast that or come soaring through the ocean and boosh hit the ground near you and everything kind of shakes when this happens flung with great force from somewhere off in the distance i have discovered i have exactly one spell that does not require a verbal component but the good news is that spell is green flame blade so <laughs> we're we're still in business yeah very nice um, actually knowing that knowing i sense something and i can't tell them Mm -hmm. I cast green flame blade on my sword, even though it was glowing, it should like visibly mm -hmm. be different. And I'm very much like, <laughs> like yeah. towards that. I'm following wherever Freely's pointing. Yeah. The, yeah, airstrip, absolutely. the airstrip type of thing. You're like out there with the earmuffs. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how fast is the ship moving in, in relation to everybody else? Or, or is it pointless to stay in the ship at this point? Um, You could stay in if you want. You would be able to follow pretty closely behind them if you wanted to. So okay. I will make the case that we don't want to risk getting the ship damaged. Oh, it's not watch. far. I mean, Adrian, the ship does can... have weapons, though. So yeah, yeah, even if you want to go and help them, I will stay with the ship. I'm not leaving you in with in the ship. No, oh. that's not. We don't separate. It's she looks fine. at her force ballista and she says, "I appreciate it. I would be okay though. But I I like your company. I, I'm worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would be fine. No." Well, then you can stay here with me. Okay. <laughs> you, can, you can help me make sure that uh, we maintain the balance of this vessel. Now that I have fashioned my force ballista onto the outer exoskeleton, we seem to be uh, floating at a slightly unsteady pace now. This looks like this needs tightening. So let me, I'm just going to, you know, I'm good at this. <laughs> I just start like trying to be helpful. Where did you get one of those? Did you get that from Whittle? Uh, uh, no. Salome? No, I did borrow one off with her, yeah. She did, like, paste all her tools on the one thing. It was very weird. Anyways, so it's fun. 
So how's everyone uh, outside doing? Are they alive? <laughs> Penelope and Freely are in the lead. They kind of went ahead. So yeah, you see this, like uh you see the the murky ocean bottom. And actually, um now that you uh are looking, you notice there is like a light phosphorescent glow coming off of uh the ocean floor. There's a lot of like um shells, like you know, just kind of ancient fossils and things like that embedded here in the in the ground. The ground's almost like kind of rocky beneath your feet. And uh now that you're actually looking, you notice that the the moss, this like phosphorescent glowing uh substance doesn't look to be growing out of the ground. It looks like something that has drifted down there. And as you're swimming past, you notice some of them are almost like bundled together, almost like a like a group like flowers or something like that. Um, but there's so many of them that they litter the ocean floor and they just give off this very light kind of uh, glow as they do. They're like On loose your... bundles. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, like like almost like uh, bouquets of flowers that have been thrown down. Do they like look like any sort of animal that I've seen before? Um, no, they're de it's definitely uh, a flora and not a fauna. Okay. Mm -hmm. As we're swimming along, can I just scoop one up? Because yeah. Orkir like, doesn't have dark vision, so she's looking for light. Like, yeah. Do they look like offerings to a god? They, they do look something like that. They look like some kind of favor. Um, yeah. Alindra would actually probably pick up on that. It, it almost uh, looks like a paper lantern type of uh, uh, celebration, except with something a little bit more organic. Is this the same stuff that was in pools at uh, the carnival? Yeah, it's actually very similar to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's so many that have drifted to the bottom of the ocean that the it's just it gives off this like very gentle purple glow. Um, and as you grab a bundle or two or Kira, um, it does cast like a very dim light within 10 feet of you. So uh, Penelope, freely, as you kind of move ahead, the danger becomes more imminent the closer you get. You do see the ocean roiling, the, the sounds of like kind of metal banging against metal get louder. Um, you do hear like a almost like a, a unsettling cry of, of distress. Don't think human, think animal. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it, but you know, something deeply unsettling you hear. And you see like, I guess at this distance, you'd see it almost like a, a tinge in the water. Roll a nature check, Penelope. I feel like this would, Penelope would know what this is. 16. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the water here has taken on like a different quality and the color is different. You can almost taste it too. There's, there's blood in the water. Now that you're at this distance, it's, it's the going's a little bit more hairy. Every once in a while, just like a large piece of, like I said, rock or it looks like whatever they've managed to load into something comes flying down at you and hitting not 10 feet from where you are cracking the the shells and kind of sending like a large blast almost of like shrapnel around you and as you get closer uh the the large chunks of 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 rock and like i said pieces of building like you know ballast and stuff um become more frequent you see the ground around you is pockmarked with um these kind of like stray cannons for lack of a better word and then oh yeah and then on your on your left there's still the very large discarded uh turtle shell you can see on the outside now that you're closer that there's actually some uh, paint on it and uh, some form of uh, adornment. 
inside you can actually see a little bit of light and then ahead of you it's it's uh just like kind of a clear a clear shot uh the water here is like really agitated so it's a little bit tough to see even with dark vision just because there's so much particulate in the water from from all of this like booming and blasting but yeah as you move forward i guess give me a well, let me let me say how do you, how do you want to approach this? Because I, I don't it, feel like you would run into. Yeah, he would. If, <laughs> if, if, if the good feeling is over there and bad things are happening to the good mm -hmm. feeling, he a hundred percent would. Yeah. In fact, if he could make it all the way to the seafloor and literally run, mm -hmm. <laughs> he would do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Because I don't have freedom from movement, so as fast as he can. Yeah, there. of course. Mm -hmm. I'm. Doing the same thing. I'm following as quickly as possible, both because I got I got to keep up with everybody, but also I'm assuming that Freely knows where we're going and Penelope knows where we're going, so I'm following the two mm -hmm. of them. Okay, perfect. Um, since they're taking the lead, Freely and Penelope, <laughs> that you're like, surely you wouldn't just run into this dangerous thing. <laughs> I think she knows you're running I into just danger. Wanna, once again, like I just want to give you the chance before I'm like, <laughs> right. you run head first right. into a battlefield where cannonballs are flying everywhere. Right. One of the, and you the, and then players like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> no, consent is sexy. That thousand percent. He's and totally <laughs> normally, or Kira would be like, no, 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 no. Except two things: yep. one, she has to stay close to freely and penelope and two uh there's a god that's dying up ahead yeah and, and gestures broadly at the last six months <laughs> <laughs> yep yep yeah double time it yeah so freely and penelope give me um perception checks oh it's a nat 20 hey! Hey! <laughs> this is the time i was hoping for Fantastic. one i got it was a 19 so dirty 20 Ugh. dirty 20 okay dirty 20 <laughs> you both look at each other and dart in opposite directions as right in the middle of you goosh lands a big jagged piece of rock that splits into three pieces and goes rolling behind you or kira you see them moving out of the way so you're actually able to uh get out of the way as well and you you uh move forward um Give me stealth rolls. Just the two of them, or do you want me? As yeah, because well? I have I have it in my mind that they're kind of taking the lead on this, and everyone else is following behind them. So okay, twenty five. Perfect. Have to be sneaky. Yeah, Get sneaky one. So um, freely, almost like um, this. You you see something in the murky water, and you can actually kind of see like uh, the way the water, the current's moving because there's so much particulate in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you can see like the swirls of white where you could tell like how the water's moving. In this like sea of just like really, um, you know, murky, you see movement, but it doesn't see you. And it moves very close to you towards Penelope. Is it just like a shark because there's blood in the water or is there something else? It doesn't look shark-like to you, no. Bigger, or I guess, well, it depends on the size of the shark, really. I, I mean, there's so many different kinds of shark. It doesn't, it doesn't, I will say this. It does not look remotely shark-like to you. Got it. But it's yeah. creeping up on her? Yeah. And it moves very close to you while it's creeping up on her because it has no idea that you're there. You rolled so high on your stealth. It just like. I realize we're short on time, but it's getting blasted. The moment it comes mm -hmm. to it comes like. Green flame blades. So, yeah. yeah. The green is, flame blades. This does not feel like this isn't the source of my happy feeling, right? I don't want to accidentally smite a god. I only do that on purpose. <laughs> no, it's not a god. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. 
the green flame blade erupts. You see it swing down, and we'll find out what happens next. <gasps> on silver and steel. <laughs> oh. Smash that, chonkers. No. Oh my god, ah. that would be evil. <laughs> Just on my knees in the bottom of the water. <laughs> <laughs> comes back to Star Wars, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, World of Warcraft, too. I feel like we should just call this the Star Wars episode. Maybe take Marlux. The holiday, the holiday special. <laughs> sea, sea Wars. Sea Wars. Yeah, sea, sea Wars. <laughs> sea Wars. <laughs> yep. Sea also. Wars. Done. Thank you so much for joining us this was so much fun uh let's go around and and get some uh plugs and uh sign offs todd take it away oh well oh god uh i'm the creative manager at dnd beyond which means like i'm like hey that's creative let's do that and then they and then we do it it's 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 nuts um i am you can find me on twitter i'm making dad jokes and really irrelevant uh, observations about dungeons and dragons and sometimes the mandalorian a lot of mandalorian so yeah that's about it very nice. Hope? I am Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. If you like D&D stuff, I like to talk about D&D stuff. Nice. <laughs> Lauren? Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the community manager for D&D Beyond, which means I hang out by D&D Beyond things and I talk to people and run games for people. So come come by and say hi and you know play a game with me. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter as Oba Lauren, where I talk about all the same things that those people talk about and occasionally <laughs> food and Obo stuff. So I like Oba stuff. Mm -hmm. I enjoy I mean, it. I, I do because of you. I haven't had much of a chance to do it lately, but you know, it's fun. Megan. Uh, Megan Kenrick. Uh, you can find me on Twitter where I talk about D&D &D and how I can fashion things into legs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> crab legs, centaurs, squiggly legs. Uh, you can also Heralds. find me on <laughs> Harold's <laughs> leg. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at Megan Kenrick. Awesome. Jen. I am Jen Kretschmer. You can find me on uh, Twitter as Dreamwisp. You can find me on Twitch as Dreamwisp Jen. And um, I am the creator of the Accessibility and Tabletop Kit, which is in my pinned tweet. You can, I'm an actor, producer, writer, all the things. Um, but also coming up, um, I am participating in World Builders, um, which is an amazing charity um, that does an annual event at the holidays uh, to benefit Heifer International. Um, we are going to be doing a bunch of really cool stuff. There are auctions, there are giveaways, and there are a bunch of panels. I will be on panels next week on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, all at 11 a.m. Central Time. It's going to be over on Patrick Rothfuss's channel uh, and on the World Builders channel. There are about a bunch of different topics. You can check it out at worldbuilders.org. It's an amazing cause, um, and it's a wonderful event. I look forward to it every year. I'm so excited to be part of it. And... Please come hang out. Please join us. We're doing a panel on Monday called How I Dealt with the Total Blank Show that was 2020. Tuesday is going to be talking about creativity, capitalism, and connecting, which is working as a geek professional. And then uh, on Thursday, we're going to play some Among Us. So it's going to be a good time. Cool. B-Day. B-Day Walters. I say words about things. Uh, somewhere doing something seven days a week, although I'm going to have a little more time on my hands now these days. Uh, so follow me on Twitter at B-Day Walters. Also participating in World Builders, and it occurred to me that I don't know that these games are announced. Therefore, I'm not going to tell you what I'm playing or with who, but I will be playing in a game for World Builders. Uh, 
noon this Saturday, and then I will be running a game for World Builders on the 11th at noon. Uh, both of those will be uh, featuring people that you know and love and you definitely will not want to miss. And also uh, some other surprises that we can't tell you about yet. Lots of surprises, lots of stretch goals that are super cool. If you are a fan of sci-fi, fantasy, books, check out what's going on auction because there's, there's one-of-a-kind stuff. It, it's really, really incredible. Um, and it's for a really phenomenal cause and a wonderful charity. So, And yeah. for our podcast listeners at home, because I'll make sure that the podcast goes up before this weekend, can you give that URL one more time? It is worldbuilders.org. They are World Builders on Twitter, I believe. Otherwise, they're, they're World Builders, Inc. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Grand old time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Wait, and you. That was everyone. Oh, yeah. And uh, hi. Hello. I'm Jasmine, that bronze girl, Bular. Uh, you can find me daily on my Twitch stream where I put on, I think, a pretty great show. And uh, you can find me on Twitter where I put on an even better show. I think I'm uh, somewhat entertaining. So uh, come check it out. That's, I love you. That's with, I love you with the heat of a thousand suns. That is all I have to say. <laughs> Just. <laughs> to the to the end of all things, Jasmine Pumar. To the end. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. I think we I'm, love you. Yeah, I think I'm a pretty cool person to spend some time with on. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna spend time I, with somebody here. I right? think you're. Pretty, you're. I think I'm a prime choice. I think. <laughs> Every Tuesday for these two hours are some of my favorite times during the week, and it's because you're the DM, and thank you. Also, Megan has already contributed more to this stream than Captain Phasma did to three movies. Two, <laughs> yeah, so. once again, like <laughs> our podcast listeners at home, you need to take a moment and just go yep. look at this this amazing helmet that that you're rocking, Megan. It's amazing. It's hilarious. They, yeah. they did Phasma dirty. They did. They did. They did. Twice. Super Twice. dirty. Super dirty. Twice. They didn't get the message. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Let's yep. dump on her again. Yeah. Let's <laughs> make it worse. You do know that's worse. In okay. the most unceremonious way. Oops. Yep. She tripped and fell to her death, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that'll uh, that'll be the after show. That'll be the next podcast we record. Yes. So I know we're we're already over. No, sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. Somebody needed to say it. Mm-hmm. And now I need to say this. Have a wonderful night. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Love you all. Wash your hands. Silver and Steel features Jasmine Bular as Dungeon Master with players B. Dave Walters, Megan Kenrick, Jen Kretschmer, Hope Lavelle, Todd Kenrick, and Lauren Urban. This podcast is pulled from our live stream, which airs on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash dndbeyond. Our live stream producer is William Box. Our podcast producer is Lauren Urban. And this show is created in association with D&D Beyond. Find out more at dndbeyond.com.